Montreal, that was Privit from their most recent CD, Nifsim which means not everything fades away. And that song was Pchas Vesnyanoho Roslevu, which translates as Spring Torrent. And uh, that is, as are all the tracks, or most of them, are poems set to music. And that poem was by Lina Kostenko, who just turned 92 this month and is uh, one of Ukraine's most celebrated poets today. Privit with Spring Torrent. Dobry večer i vitaju vas vsih dorihi radio suhači na radio programu Naš Holos, radio Krinskoho Kurinja, katera podijeci vam na bahatumovni radio stanci AM 1320 CHMB u mikrofoni Pavlina. Hello there and welcome to Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio coming to you here on AM1320 CHMB Vancouver. I'm your host Pavlina. Thank you so much for joining me. In this hour we'll have a tribute a little bit of a tribute to Taras Shevchenko, Ukraine's national bard which is uh, the tradition uh, Ukrainian tradition um, every March and certainly this March is um, really more poignant than ever. As well, we'll have an interview with Jean Berezovsky of Ukraine War Amps, and he'll be talking about their new campaign, uh, which was launched just recently in addition to Save Ukraine, which was uh, geared mostly towards civilians and the defenders, the territorial defense. Uh, This one is called Equip a Soldier, and it is for those in the direct line of fire. 
So stay tuned for that as well, our usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, and great Ukrainian music. And coming up next is a song that has become, uh, I guess, the the fighting anthem of, of Ukraine. It was uh, originally released about 2015, I think. Uh, the group's name was Shabla, which translates as Saber, and the lead singer was called Vova Hazer, and it's being sung by a lot of um, artists and just ordinary people who sing very well are doing cover versions and releasing them on YouTube. Some of them are actual fighters. They act- are actually on the front and have adopted this as um, a song that probably will go down in history along with Zosvistela Kozichenke, Oyuluzi Chervona Kalena, and many other songs like that that um, became famous during great battles for Ukraine's freedom as we are seeing happen before us right now. Here is Vesel Hrhorchuk with Bratya Ukrainci, Ukrainian Brothers. Lubi moi diti, mira mamo i tatu, ja idu na vinojku našu zemlju zahrišati. Ne vrašte za mnoju, ješo po lizinu, se vidam za ljubu nejku našu Ukrajinu. Jednajmo vsa bratja, vsu veku hodinu, nechaj vorob znaje, mi za Ukrajinu. I Bogu dušu našu, i damo jedinu, za našuju zemlju, svjašenu Ukrajinu. I Bogu dušu našu, Svjašenu Ukrajinu Na 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 Early bird weekend passes for Canada's National Ukrainian Festival 2022 are now available for only $110. Don't miss the very best in Ukrainian culture, food, music, and dancing on August long weekend in Dauphin, Manitoba. Visit Canada's National Ukrainian Festival on Facebook for featured entertainment. For only $110, early bird weekend passes are now available for Canada's National Ukrainian Festival 2022 in Dauphin, Manitoba. By phone at 204-622-4600 or online at cnuf.ca. Thank you. 
Thanks to the foresight and generosity of its donors, the Shevchenko Foundation has been investing in the future of the Ukrainian-Canadian community for over 50 years. Since 1963, the Shevchenko Foundation has been funding initiatives that strengthen our Ukrainian-Canadian identity and enhance our Ukrainian-Canadian cultural heritage. These include fine and performing arts and arts groups, museums, cultural centers, education, as well as authors, journalists, and the Ukrainian-Canadian media, including this program. The Foundation strives to become the premier not-for-profit foundation in a Canada which acknowledges the Ukrainian-Canadian community as a fundamental component of Canadian society. Nash Hollis listeners are encouraged to support this vision through continued donations into the future. To apply for grants, make a donation, or for more information, visit ShochenkoFoundation.com. Ukraine is under deadly attack, and Ukraine War Amps is asking for your help with a tax-deductible donation today. Funds are desperately needed by Ukrainian defenders for bulletproof jackets, helmets, walkie-talkies, food, water and gas, and by civilians, including children, for food, water and medications and, when possible, escape to safety. Please donate today to Ukraine War Amps via PayPal, e-transfer to ukrainewaramps at gmail.com or visit ukrainewaramps.ca. Ukrainian rock group Teen Sonsia and a song called Yikale Kozakia, Riding Cossacks, also known as an alternate title, Slaves Were Not Allowed Into Paradise. And it was set in a time when Cossacks rode on horses, not on wheels. Coming up next, back to Shevchenko and a trip down memory lane from the Nasholos Audio Archives. <music> Thank you. 
was a song of uh, Taras Shevchenko, his lyrics put to music by Trubka from Edmonton, who are no longer together, but they and their offspring now, I think, are uh, in various spread over Edmonton and in various different Ukrainian polka bands that have sprung up since. And we acquired that back in the 1990s in the Nasholos Music Library when I was uh, still with my uh, two co-hosts at uh, CJVB Radio in uh, Vancouver back in the day in the first incarnation of Nash Holos. And I've got something for you from then. I'm not sure what year it was, 1990-something, three, four, five, six, maybe. Um, And it is, um, well, just something I felt I had to to tell listeners at that time as well as my two co-hosts. If you've been tuning in regularly to Nash Holos, you'll know that we've dedicated the entire month of March to the works of Taras Shevchenko, the most celebrated and beloved bard in the Ukrainian culture. Many of you are well acquainted with Shevchenko's works, those who emigrated from Ukraine after the Second World War and whose children attended Saturday school, Rydna Shkola. Last week, Bohdan and I talked about this. How, as a child, he had envied the kids who spent their Saturdays playing hockey or watching cartoons on TV, while he was stuck at Zuridna Shkola memorizing Shevchenko's poetry. Well, I was one of those much-envied kids. I didn't have to go to Zuridna Shkola. I didn't even know it existed. All four of my grandparents were part of the first wave of Ukrainian immigration to Canada, but my parents and I were all born here, into a society which actively discouraged the study and preservation of the Ukrainian culture. So, having no idea at all that someone else might be envying me, I spent my childhood Saturdays playing dodgeball or ice skating or watching cartoons. I honestly can't remember. And that's what it's all about. I can't remember. And now the tables have turned, and I'm the one to envy Bohdan and anyone else who went to Ridna Shkola. You, Bohdan, and your fellow classmates, graduates of Ridna Shkola, have memories of your childhood Saturdays to share with your children. It might be just to justify why they have to go to Ridna Shkola, but you have those memories to share. You are well-versed, so to speak, in the Ukrainian culture. You grew up with it, living it, whereas I learned about Ukrainian culture from university textbooks, any second-hand stories I could wheedle out of my parents. Your beautiful command of the Ukrainian language, which I am still struggling with, and probably always will, is a part of you as natural as breathing. I envy you that. Still, I have much to be grateful for. In particular, I'm grateful to be working closely with two graduates of Rydna Shkola. For the past six years, Bohdan and Yevhan, my co-hosts here in Nasholos, have shared with me their knowledge and their memories, in great abundance, I might add. And I'm especially grateful that they've helped me to capture and reclaim my Ukrainian birthright. And tonight, I'm especially grateful to have the opportunity to turn back the clock. For the next few moments, I'll pretend that I'm, oh, about 10 years old and a student at the Ridna Shkola, reciting the poetry of Taras Shevchenko to an audience bursting with pride that another generation is carrying forth the words of their beloved bard. Tonight, I will recite for you Zapovit. Yakumru topochovaite mene namoheli seret stepu sherokoho navkrayini meli Щоблане широкополі, і Дніпро, і кручі було видно, було чути, як реве ревучий. Як понесе з України усеннє море кров ворожу, отоді я і лане, і горе, все покину і полену до самого Бога молитися. А до того я не знаю Бога. Поховайте та вставайте, кайдане порвіте, і вражую злою кров'ю волю окропіте. І мене сім'ї великі, сім'ї вольні, нові. Не забудьте пом'янути не злим тихим словом. When I die, let me be buried in my beloved Ukraine, my tomb upon a grave mound high, Amid the widespread plain, that the fields, the steppe unbounded, the Dnieper's plunging shore, my eye could see, my ear could hear, the mighty river roar. When from Ukraine the Dnieper bears into the deep blue sea the blood of foes, 
Then will I leave these hills and fertile fields. I'll leave them all behind and fly to the abode of God to sing his praise. But till that day, I know nothing of God. O bury me, then rise ye up and break your heavy chains and water with the tyrant's blood the freedom you have gained. And in the great new family, the family of the free, with softly spoken, kindly word, remember also me. Yeah, that was a pretty bad recording that was from a real-to-real tape, and we didn't save those um, recordings, so um, the only way I could get them was uh, to record off my stereo onto a cassette, so hence the pretty poor audio quality. But even to my ear, that doesn't doesn't even sound like my own voice, but it is a long, long time ago, 25 years ago or so. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed that trip down memory lane with me. Coming up next is another song from that era, um, the 80s or 70s, 80s, early 90s, perhaps. Um, the group is called Fata Morgana. They were originally from Kiev and uh, emigrated to the States where they continued to make great Ukrainian music. And here is Alexei Kerekesha and Fata Morgana with another of Shevchenko's poems put to music. This is the story of the legendary, maybe real, maybe not, Ottoman Hamalia.
This is CHMB AM 1320, Vancouver. Early bird weekend passes for Canada's National Ukrainian Festival 2022 are now available for only $110. Don't miss the very best in Ukrainian culture, food, music, and dancing on August long weekend in Dauphin, Manitoba. Visit Canada's National Ukrainian Festival on Facebook for featured entertainment. For only $110, early bird weekend passes are now available for Canada's National Ukrainian Festival 2022 in Dauphin, Manitoba. By phone at 204-622-4600 or online at cnuf.ca. On February 24th, Russia launched a full-scale war of aggression unprovoked against Ukraine, bombing civilian targets, including hospitals, vital infrastructure that provides civilians with basic necessities such as water, heat, and electricity, and moving human targets, including those in humanitarian corridors attempting to escape danger zones, which now include their own homes. Many volunteers have stepped up to assist the outgunned and outnumbered Ukrainian military to help protect civilians from Russian bombs, marauding military, and mercenaries. At a time like this, quick response is critical to save lives. Since 2014, Toronto-based Ukraine War Amps has been helping wounded Ukrainian veterans and the families of the fallen in Russia's war of aggression against Ukraine. Many of these veterans are recovered sufficiently now from their injuries to be able to return to battle. So with eight years of experience helping wounded Ukrainian veterans from the Eastern Front, Ukraine War Amps can quickly pivot to meet the needs of both volunteer defenders and civilians currently under direct attack throughout the country. Ukraine War Amps has already launched a new campaign called Save Ukraine to assist territorial defenders as well as vulnerable civilians. Jean Berezovsky shared details of this program with us earlier this month. Today he joins me to tell us about another campaign called Equip a Soldier. Welcome back, Jean. Thanks so much for joining us. Oh, hi, Pleb. Thank you for having me. So you're doing incredible work there, Jean, and um, I know you're kind of swamped with work, but you're managing to keep uh, your heads above the water, and uh, you are have launched this new campaign, Save a Soldier. So before we get into that, can you kind of give a recap of, um, I guess, of, of your original programs, and uh, and then the new one earlier this month, Save Ukraine, and then tell us how Equip a Soldier uh, is is different and what additional things you're doing. So uh, I represent and co-founder of Ukraine WAMPs based in Toronto, Canada. And uh, we organized back in 2014 when uh, the war began, Ukraine war amps uh, for amputees. Since then, we started helping amputees and wounded uh, soldiers in Ukraine. And um, one of our most popular programs is uh, Adopt a Soldier, when people were allowed to adopt or sponsor or help soldiers on a monthly uh, basis, uh, month by month and year by year. Every day, at least one soldier, one family was uh, helped in uh, Ukraine since uh, January 2015. Every day. Uh, no, mm. no weekends, no, no holidays. Recently, we started uh, to address the situation that uh, we are in right now. We started a new program which called uh, Save Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Uh, within that program, we actually asking people to donate funds for civilians and refugees for Ukrainians who in need as the humanitarian crisis swapping through Ukraine, food, clothes, and um, medicine is uh, much needed. And uh, we ship there all the necessities and provide our volunteers in Ukraine with funds so they can uh, buy locally or in Poland, whatever uh, is uh, most uh, needed. As an example, one of uh, our volunteers from um, southeastern Ukraine, Sergei, he is helping with evacuation of people and he's actually evacuating first families of uh, soldiers and uh, policemen, uh, uh, territorial defense. So families of those who right now on the front line and uh, fighting uh, fighting uh, back the enemy. And those families, if they are at risk 
that their their homes or towns could be occupied. That's when our help is needed the most. We want to evacuate or help people to get evacuated to Western Ukraine or Romania, Poland. It's usually uh, we are talking about women with kids, yeah, right. essentially right. women yeah. and kids. Yeah. And uh, so those who send their breadwinners, beloved babies the front line and uh, sometimes they left uh, back at home helpless some of them actually help behind the front line only occupied already and uh, our volunteers still trying to help these people use the so-called corridors and escape right. now uh, funds needed for instance for Serhi He's uh, getting um, as many families in his minibus or van as as many as possible. And he takes all these people to the border with uh, Romania. And on his way back, he's buying uh, food from uh, from the stores in Western Mm -hmm. Ukraine because Mm -hmm. Eastern Ukraine is pretty much... uh, It's like out of uh, stock. You don't have supermarkets. Supermarkets are empty pretty much. Oh. So, yeah, so Sergei actually buying stuff um, in the Chernivtsi and uh, Bukovina, Western Ukraine, and uh, take it uh, back to his home, the Parisia, and back to the front line. And then he picks up more families again and going to the, to the Western Ukraine. You know, every time he drives, he using about 240 liter of diesel for him. Right. And I'm not talking about, uh, like, other stuff. Even uh, right. fixing a car yeah, may yeah. be required, yeah? Sure. But whatever he's doing, it's, uh, he sleeps in the van a couple of hours, and he's on the road uh, 24-7, essentially, rescuing, saving Ukrainians. So that's just an example how our Save Ukraine project works. And just one more project we started recently, realizing that our soldiers need uh, better equipment, better ammunition, better everything. Yeah. Uh, We we started a new initiative called Equip a Soldier. And everyone can help a little to to our Ukrainian defenders with... uh, acquiring, buying for them, purchasing for them, or donating money so we can buy on your behalf tactical gloves, tactical goggles, tactical flashlight, uh, stuff that much needed. It's been proved many times within this war that tactical goggles actually can save lives. Really? Because they they protect faith, yeah. Eyes, especially. Yeah. And... uh, what is important to know that here in Canada, if you go camping, you probably can shop for this equipment. Relatively expensive, but still uh, reasonable, below mm-hmm. 50 bucks, maybe. Right. But if you're talking about military stuff, like uh, real tactical goggles and gloves for a military guy, prices much higher, and we're looking at about $90 per pair, 70 80 bucks per tactical flashlight it's it's actually much better than any flashlight you ever seen but it's also pretty costly and uh, back in ukraine situation is as following many of them don't have uh, time to buy all this equipment for themselves many of them don't have money also also what happened now stores in ukraine are empty if you remember like watching uh, YouTube uh, TV back a month or two ago, people were buying from the stores everything they could, like all this uh, equipment, even guns, everything guns. Right. Okay. So locally in Ukraine, it's very hard to source anything. Even countries like uh, Romania and Poland, hard to get stuff because, again, it's in high and huge uh, demand volunteers there buying and shipping to Ukraine, to the front line, etc. So we are kind of in Canada, in North America, in a, in a better situation. Maybe we have this stuff available, but we need, urgently need everybody's help to, to purchase this equipment and ship it down to Ukraine. 
Okay, so do you ship it right into Ukraine? Uh, We ship it to our volunteers in Ukraine. I see, okay. And they disperse it. Yeah, and, and they disperse it. They drive to the front line. Okay. I met some of your volunteers back in, in 2015. And these are the ones, these are just Ukrainian citizens who uh, feel the need to defend their country and they just contact you and they just do whatever is, is needed, correct? Yeah, we've been, exactly as you mentioned, we've been in touch with our volunteers and soldiers we help and families we help for all these uh, eight years. So many of the wounded uh, soldiers recovered and are fighting again Russian forces on the front line. Many or some became our volunteers. And uh, thanks to that, we have actually a widespread uh, network of uh, volunteers all over Ukraine. And uh, that allows us to, first of all, find out what's needed the most and then do what we can, do our best to help. Wow, yeah, that's incredible work on the ground and in the trenches, which leads me to ask, why are you having to supply, where's the government aid that was promised? Canada, the states have all promised um, non-lethal aid. Well, uh, I believe uh, that uh, no one was uh, actually 100% prepared to what's going to happen on uh, February 24th, so... Many were caught by surprise, or at least uh, we're talking. Nowadays, you should realize that pretty much every man in Ukraine nowadays is a fighter. Right. And uh, our wounded, uh, so, like former wounded recovered soldiers or veterans who've been living outside of Ukraine, coming back to the front line, they come back to Ukraine and they join in the forces they experience so valuable. Just we need to realize that uh, it's not only Ukrainian army, it's uh, territorial defense forces. And uh, so essentially you have, I, I, I don't know, you, you probably have a quarter million or half a million men who need, uh, who need the equipment uh-huh. or have equipment partially and uh, fighting, fighting for their streets and homes and uh, cities. It's... Uh, I believe uh, all what we hear in the news, it's all true and it's all going to Ukraine. But also, it's not like, uh, it's going to Ministry of Defense of Ukraine, yeah? And uh, obviously, I I, I don't know what's going there and I don't have any control. But our volunteers, they know particular needs of uh, particular soldiers on the front line. Yeah, and... uh, so we actually filling out that niche. No one is there, right? Well, yeah, and, and bureaucracy tends to bog down, and um, it, it moves very slowly. And of course, they, I'm sure, are focused more on act, the actual military than on on the territorial defense. So, tell us about territorial defense. Territorial defense is actually hugely important because. To get uh, enlisted or mobilized the military, it's it's a, pr- a procedure, and you need training. But territorial defense, it's like you know where you live and I live. We just uh, we get in gun and we just staying on our street, watching uh, for strangers and making sure our street uh, <laughs> is, is, does not surrender. Right. <laughs> so so essentially. Every family, every guy, and uh, many women too, they automatically became part of uh, territorial defense because uh, if, you, if you're thinking of uh, this uh, semi-circled uh, cities like uh, Chernihiv, Sumy, and uh, Kiev, and many others, yeah. it's, uh, it's not only army fighting the enemy. We're not sure if army forces would be enough. Like everyone, entire like local communities fighting the enemy and they have huge advantage because you know as local you kind of you know you you have advantage yeah you have advantage above those russian strangers who try to get to central part of kiev they just uh, wander and they asking stupid questions (laughs) and you know and they've been actually caught by territorial defense forces not army 
They wow. got uh, through the the army somehow. Hmm. So yeah, so territorial defense. They also watching people like spies sitting in the cars and taking pictures hmm. or taking pictures and they watch in the street and and then you know every picture you take with your phone has coordinate. Right. So yeah, if you take a picture of uh, wherever of a CN Tower and send it to an enemy, he will know the coordinates of that location and where oh, right. and uh, and next rocket uh, next bomb is coming exactly there. Yeah. So territorial defense is keep an eye on uh, on what uh, what's going on around and it's extremely um, important it helps Ukraine to survive and it's something that out of scope of work it's something that Russians were not prepared to encounter hmm. it's also uh, territorial defense essentially represent every family in a local community mm-hmm. which means the uh, entire Ukraine woke up and uh, standing up against the enemy not just army, not just government, everyone. Yeah. And that's type of war that no one can, like, you can defeat Ukraine. If, you can defeat entire people, you know. Well, not if they're going to fight back like that. So Yeah, but again, what we do, we do little things, like brick by brick. We helping them to save uh, their lives, their health. And by doing that, we help them to fight for Ukraine. Yeah. So if you can help somebody to, to for example, to spell off said he so he can get some sleep and, and some proper nutrition, um, that would be helpful. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You see, even um, like 1000 bucks Canadian dollars I'm talking about, buying only 10 pair of goggles with uh, shipment. Right. So... 10, it's only 10 soldiers could be equipped or help with this 1,000 Canadian dollars. So, so help needed, much yeah. more needed. And this war, just, uh, we don't know for how long it's going to last, but could take a while. So, yeah. And also, if, we, if money can help, why not? Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. You know, if we're not physically there, if we are not physically on the front line with a with the guns helping Ukraine to to fight Russia, right. then at least we donate ten dollars and buy a pair of tactical gloves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tactical gloves. They uh, also, you know, your hand in that glove, like uh, you can touch uh, hot metals. It, the heat doesn't go through, oh. so your hand it's preserving. It. Uh, there is a reason why it's so expensive. Yeah, we we have confirmed case. Uh, from a, from a soldier who actually, he actually stayed in the goggles, saved his life because bullet got right yeah. like into his eyes, but he, thank God, he was wearing goggles at that very second. Yeah. So wow. that's hugely important. And gloves, with these gloves, when they're using guns, some of, some of the guns actually overheated. Or, you know, it's oh, a war. Right. It's, a, yeah, it's yeah. a war. It's it's a lot of uh, hot metal. It's a lot of fire, etc. So those gloves actually save uh, yeah. people's hands, uh, palm, palm of health. Well, you know? sure. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's hugely important. That's why it's pretty costly equipment. Yeah. But, you know, we have that equipment because it works. Yeah. yeah. And that's, type of equipment American and Canadian soldier would use. Yeah. And so you're, you're helping not so much the military, but to, um, volunteers who are doing the fighting. Oh, no, 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 no. Our volunteers, no, volunteers are distributing. They, they drive into the front lines. Oh, and they're, they're giving it to, to the, to they, the they soldiers. Actually, okay. Yeah. They actually giving it to, to the soldiers who are defending Ukraine. Okay, so this right is now, so yeah. some members of of the military. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Um, amazing story. Amazing work. How, how do you? Oh my goodness, you're all volunteer run, but yet you manage to do this, which a government isn't doing or isn't doing enough, I guess. Uh, well, uh, I can tell you, or you can tell me. We all see that no one do it enough. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. 
Ukraine, like 20-25% of Ukraine occupied right now. It's a genocide in front of our eyes. So uh, I believe uh, it's safe to say no one of us doing enough. It's it's like uh, we used to talking of Holocaust or Holodomor. That's like uh, Holocaust going on, and we can't say, "Oh, we've done enough." Exactly. Just, yeah. No. So. So and speaking of which, yeah, I don't think anyone uh, did enough during Holocaust and Holodomor. No. So essentially, everyone let it happen too. Yeah. I'm scared that uh, history may repeat itself. I just scared of it. Yeah. I, I don't I don't believe that but you know sometimes it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you do all you can do is what you can and you're certainly doing plenty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So w- once uh, last Russian soldier leave Ukrainian soul and Ukraine recover maybe then we can uh, say okay we did we helped we won. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a long ways to reach that point, though. Although, hopefully, mm-hmm. um, it'll be more more likely and, and faster, thanks to the efforts of Ukraine war amps and um, people like you. So thank you, Jean, for, for doing this, for sharing your story. And uh, hopefully listeners will step up to the plate and um, make some donations, whatever they can. As you say, it's never enough, but something is better than nothing and enough people exactly. donate a little bit that does add up to a lot eventually and can save many many lives and end this horrible war so thank you Jean, for these very innovative programs you're very quick and nimble on the ground quick to respond well you're helping veterans so they ought they have military training they know and they would teach many volunteers that um that reach out to help them in turn. So you have an amazing network. Yeah, thank you again for having me. And for anyone who want to find more information about Ukraine War Amps, just Google us, Ukraine War Amps, and you'll find uh, articles and uh, radio shows and uh, whatnot. Also, ukrainewaramps.ca. And uh, we happy for any donation we transfer PayPal uh, using our email address, ukrainewarms at gmail.com. Right, and for Canadians, the donations are all tax deductible. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. That's wonderful. Thank you so much, Jean, and uh, all the best to you, all the volunteers in Ukraine, and um, everyone in Ukraine. Yeah, thank you so much. And united we stand. Yeah. And Slava Ukraini. Heroim Slava. Одного ранку, ще на світанку, земля стримулась в раз, закипіла наша пробра, гети слева, колони танків, і зарядів старий Дніпро. Ракети з неба, колони танків, і зарядів старий Дніпро. Ніхто не думав, ніхто не бачив, яка насправді була українська юдька дій проклятих. Безжально мочим тих, хто на нашу землю круть. Катів проклятих, безжально мочим тих, хто на нашу землю круть. Тероборони, найкращі хлопці, самі герої воюють. У наших ЗСУ і Джавеліни, і Байрактари за Україну б'ють Русню. І Джавеліни, і Байрактари за Україну б'ють Русню. А наші люди, а українці, проти Русні об'єднали, Чепіли світ і скоро зовсім Русні не буде, а буде мир на цій землі. І скоро зовсім Русні не буде, а буде мир на цій землі. Слава Україні! Героям слава! Слава нації! Смерть ворогам!
Early bird weekend passes for Canada's National Ukrainian Festival 2022 are now available for only $110. Don't miss the very best in Ukrainian culture, food, music, and dancing on August long weekend in Dauphin, Manitoba. Visit Canada's National Ukrainian Festival on Facebook for featured entertainment. For only $110, early bird weekend passes are now available for Canada's National Ukrainian Festival 2022 in Dauphin, Manitoba. By phone at 204-622-4600 or online at cnuf.ca. Nizhal Mivshiskin Chile Nashu Proramu, Poranam Prostatisia Nashodin Tejdin, Alla Perezakin Chinem Yachu Zalashitavas to Kimislavame Mudroste. Kto soviste Nemaya, toi i pravda niznaya, and our proverb of the week translates as He who has no conscience knows not truth. And that brings us to the end of another edition of Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver. Just a reminder that the Nanaimo edition of Nash Holos can be heard in the Vancouver listening area on CHLY 101.7 FM. Make sure to join Oksana Povarajnik from 11 a.m. until 1 p.m. on Wednesdays. If you missed the on-air or live stream broadcasts of any of our shows, you can catch the podcast link at our website, www.nasholos.com. So our time is up, and I'll leave you with one more song, Lvivsky Musike with Khajive Vilna Ukraina, Long Live Free Ukraine. I'm Pavlina, on behalf of all of us here at Nasholos and AM1320, thanks for listening, and Dobranich. Slava Ukraini! Нехай звідуть горіженьки на вічні
Нехай зрінуть гори, женки на ночні випікання. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.